0: him who owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents is more money than you can make in a lifetime. Okay? 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. That's how debts were handled back then. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me. I will pay you everything. 27. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him his debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 denarii. That's like a day's wages. And seizing him, he began to choke him. And he said, pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will. You should pay his debt And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers. Another version says torturers. Until he should pay all his debt. And then the scary verse. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Ouch. Okay. So once God adopts us into his family. We are forgiven of our sins. Amen? Mm-hmm. Jesus paid for that on, on the cross. All of the forgiveness we will ever need was dealt with on the cross. Right? All the sins that we would ever commit was forgiven 2,000 years ago. And this is how I think of how that works in our lives. It's like a bank account. Everybody has a savings account. Okay? And I've shared this with a few people before. Um, Our forgiveness was deposited into our forgiveness savings account in heaven. And anytime we need to be forgiven, we just make a withdrawal. And the withdrawal slip says confession and repentance on it. And we turn that in and we receive our forgiveness. But the forgiveness is already there because Jesus already paid for it. Jesus doesn't die again every time that we sin. Paul specifically says that, okay? The forgiveness is there, but we don't have access to it unless we confess and repent. Right? And so when we have a normal bank account, we go, that's our money. It's already there, it's ours, but we don't have access to it unless we go and we make the proper steps, right? We make a withdrawal. Well, what happens when we want to make a withdrawal and it's 10 p.m.? Can we get our money? No, the bank's closed, right? The bank's closed. We can't get our money. It's our money. I want my money. Well, we can't get at it because the bank is closed. And there are things that can close the forgiveness bank for us there are things that we can do or not do which cause our forgiveness bank to be closed the forgiveness is there it's ours but we cannot access it we cannot be forgiven because the bank's closed specifically unrepentance okay that's that's how we make the withdrawal we confess and we repent first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness good sunday school verse right and so that's how we appropriate the forgiveness Jesus already paid for into our daily life. We confess, we repent. I think of that as like the withdrawal slip. We hand it in, we get our forgiveness, everything's great. So that, that opens it up to us. Um, but what can close the bank is unforgiveness towards other people. If we are unforgiving in our heart towards other people, the bank's closed. We can't get our forgiveness. And so we remain unforgiven from that point until we forgive that person. Matthew 6, 14, and 15. Keep keep your finger in Matthew 18. But uh, Matthew 6, 14, and 15, this is a great verse because Jesus often speaks in parables, and we need to really dig into them and understand them, and there's good in that. Because I think we learn it better when we have to really dig into it. But sometimes he speaks really plainly and really clearly. And I like those times um, because you can point to him and say, look, this is what it says black and white Matthew 6, 14 through 15. If you forgive others when they wrong you, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others when they wrong you, your heavenly father will not forgive you. There it is black and white, right? Super easy. Now, but what about the fact that Jesus died on the cross and I'm forgiven of everything? You are, but it's stuck in the bank account if you do not forgive others. If you do not forgive others, and in Matthew 18, it says from the heart, really forgive them. I don't mean say, say I forgive you. I mean like it's truly you're all the way forgiven. It's gone, complete forgiveness. Until you do that, the forgiveness that God has given to you is caught. It's trapped, it's stuck in the forgiveness bank. The bank's closed, you can't access it. Are you with me so far. I know that this seems sort of counterintuitive because we learned, you know, one of the first things we learned, Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And that's true. But we can't access that forgiveness if we have unforgiveness towards other people. If you do not forgive others when they wrong you, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Uh, let's, let's look at the passage again in Matthew 18, the scary passage. Um, let's look at the end. Now, this is very obviously a really huge issue for God, right? Because Jesus is making a very strong point, and he makes this point multiple times throughout the Gospels. You have to forgive. This is a non-negotiable. It's not like, here's a list of things that would be good and helpful for you. The Bible gives us those, but this is like, no, 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 you have to do this. Why is it such a big deal to God? Well, imagine, you know, somebody does something wrong to me. And as I've done multiple times in my life, I go to the Lord and say, God, this person wronged me and it's, it's so terrible and I don't, I don't want to forgive them. And God points at Jesus and he says, that's what your forgiveness cost me. Your forgiveness cost me my only son. That's what it costs for you to be forgiven is Jesus on the cross. And was that easy? No, it was not. It was not easy for me as the father. It was not easy for Jesus, the son. It was not easy. Forgiveness isn't easy, but we have to do it. And if I wasn't willing to spare my only son for your forgiveness, I expect you to forgive others. That's why God is so intense about this, and he doesn't give us an out when it comes to forgiveness. Because he forgave us so much. It cost him everything everything, that if we hold unforgiveness in our heart towards somebody else, he's like, no, no, period. That is not okay. I mean, look at what he says. This this is not happy, fuzzy Jesus, okay? Listen, listen to the words. Verse 32, his master summoned him and said, you wicked servant. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? God, <laughs> this, this is a tough one, <laughs> right? This, is, this isn't happy, fun sermon. This is kind of a bummer of a sermon. But I'm doing this, <laughs> I'm giving this sermon because your freedom is really important to me. Kay? Your freedom is important to me. You living a life that's fully blessed is really important to me. You living a life where you're walking in the favor of God everywhere you go, where you are living like the princess or prince in the kingdom of God that you are, that is very important to me. And none of those things will happen if we're not living in forgiveness. Steve.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody wrongs you and they, if they ask you to forgive them, obviously yes, you've got to forgive them. How about the person that's like in your face, ha, ha, messed you over, I'm happy about it, ha, ha, ha. I know
0: we're sp- probably still supposed to forgive them, but are we? I mean, is it? I mean, if they don't ask. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Do we forgive people who don't ask to be forgiven? Do anybody have an answer? Did you? I don't, I don't on well, Jesus on the cross, which you mentioned, they are casting dice to, for his clothes. They these are the guys who literally just struck nails in his hands and feet, and there they are mocking him at the foot of the cross. They are actively, unrepentantly, unashamedly murdering, well, killing, killing. And he said right there, "Father, forgive them." Um, and so, not only had he already forgiven them. See, that's intercession. Father, forgive them. That's intercession. He had already forgiven them so completely that he wanted what was best for them. He wanted God to bless them and forgive them, which is like the final level of forgiveness, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I am going to get there. Yeah, and, and because I mean, he, he says here in the in the last in the last verse, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart forgiveness is not saying in Minnesota we have this this thing where someone says oh i'm sorry i did this and we say don't worry about it or it's fine or you know we say we say weird things like that which i don't i don't like i don't know where that comes from culturally but we have a tendency to be like oh forget it you know well forget it isn't the same as you're forgiven um because Someone can do something to you and you like ignore it and put it to the side and forget it. That's not the same as forgiving. That's not the same as letting go. So forgiveness, complete forgiveness, means you let them out of their debt. That's, that's, the, that's the metaphor here in Matthew 18 is debt. So when someone does something against you, whether it's something they did or something they did not do, could be an expectation you had on them that they didn't meet. Okay, could be something small they cut you off in traffic. It could be something huge okay? Um, They owe you a debt now. And you're carrying around that IOU. Paul's talked about this before. You're carrying around that IOU. You owe me something. You owe me saying I'm sorry. You owe me money. You owe me respect. You owe me recognition. You owe me whatever it is. And all that is true. It's legitimate. I'm not saying by forgiving, we're saying what you did was okay. That's another thing we say, isn't it? I'm sorry, oh it's okay. No, it's not. That's not the right thing to say. It's not okay. If that person feels the need to say I'm sorry, it's not okay, whatever they did, right? And so we, we don't say it's okay, um, because it's not, but we let them off the hook anyway. We tear up that IOU and we say, Whatever it is that you owe me, whatever debt you have to me, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever that debt is, I am letting it go. I'm forgiving that debt. And we're going to talk about some of the other things that that means on an emotional level, like it means giving up a desire to seek revenge and things like that. Julie. In answer to that, I have a
2: great amount of experience with this in my life. And the Lord has been using Matthew 18 for months in, in my life. challenged by it, but, but the, the biggest one was with my father, who had still to this day at 90 years old, just not ask forgiveness, you know, mm-hmm. and, but the key is, at the end of that scripture, you're turned over to the tormentors, and you really are tormented, I've lived yeah. in a lot of torment from unforgiveness, and I still am learning fresh challenges. cares for our hearts and our spirits to be free. He just does not want us to live under that. Mm-hmm. Torment of the enemy, it does give him a foothold.
0: Yeah. That's right, and that's that's what's in here. It says, and in his anger, the master deliver him over to the jailers or the torturers until he should pay all his debts. So now this person's unforgiven. The debt is back. This person is unforgiven until they forgive the other person. And in the meantime, they are tortured. They're in jail. And that's what it means when we live in unforgiveness towards other people. It puts us in jail. And it's like we're living a tortured life. Torture is not a good word ever. <laughs> right? That is never a good thing, to be tortured, to feel like we're in prison. But in his own example,
1: no, I, I, get the, I get the point. I agree with everybody that we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to do it, living when somebody has really put the boots to you, right. and laughs in your face, and deserves to stinking fry, you know, and then forget, that's different, I know everyone can speak in theory, and I'm not saying anyone here is doing that, probably everybody's had the terrible hurts, but even in his example, he, the king he begs the king, forgives him, then the guy begs from him, and he doesn't forgive him, but the guy did ask him, if he didn't, like, go to some guy said, you know, I know you ripped me off and cost me all this pain. I just want you to know I forgive you. And it was a guy that owed him and asked for
0: forgiveness. I don't know. I just think though and I just Right, and he like, didn't it. forgive him. It's like God put that bar so so I I mean, you can
1: control your mental decision to forgive somebody, but your heart is harder to control.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. See, I talk to people all the time in counseling sessions, prayer sessions, whatever, who say, yeah, I've forgiven this person. And they've forgiven them in that kind of mental way. Yes, I've forgiven them. But they don't really understand what that means. And so I talk to them a little more, and they're like, well, I hate this person. Whoa. If you hate them, you have not forgiven them. I want to see them pay. You have not forgiven them yet. Because you... So will my father do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Remember, Jesus is big on the from your heart. We see this a lot throughout the Gospels. It's not just a mental thing. It's not a religious thing. It's not an outward thing. It's not a public thing. I forgive him for being so evil. No, no, no. It is from the heart. It is legit. It is real. It means we've let everything go to God. That means there's not going to be any more anger. There's not going to be any more desire for revenge, including a religious desire for revenge. Christians like to (laughs) coat their revenge with God and say, I've given this person to the Lord, and I trust that God will deal with them. That's just a revenge fantasy with a religious coat on. Yeah, and that's not okay. And again, I'm not saying we're not justified in being upset at what happened. We forgive them anyway. Even though what they did was terrible, even though we're justified to be upset, we forgive anyway. That's why this is so hard, but it's also why it's so powerful, and that's what Jesus did for us. And he expects us to live likewise, and if we do not, we have a tortured existence. And we stand unforgiven. One sec, before the Father. Kathy.
2: If you continue to forgive somebody from your heart, that means to me that you're opening up your heart again and again to the to the
0: destruction that somebody can do to you. you. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what you mean by that. You know, that is just, partly I know exactly I, what you're saying. I from my mind, I again to that you know what I mean? W- yes, we do. Forgive completely. We do open our heart, and we do remain vulnerable. If a man strikes you on the cheek, turn your other cheek also. <laughs> no, that, that that's 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 where we make a distinction between what is happening internally in us and between us and God, and what we're allowing to happen externally. We don't continue if if we are walking to work, and every day there's a guy who jumps out at the bus stop and punches us in the stomach. We have to forgive that person, but we can take another route to work from that moment on. We don't need to continue to put ourselves in a position to get hurt again. Does that make sense? So we're not, yes, exactly. We're not saying, we're not saying be unwise, um, not, not saying any of that. Uh, it means your, your soul. So your emotions is the big part of that. Because we can forgive from our mind that we can understand, but it's, our, it's mostly our emotions that is the hard part. That's the heart. So it means um, we aren't angry with them anymore. We let it go. When, we, when someone says their name in conversation, we don't go, oh, somebody said Jack, I hate that guy. When, they, when we see them in a random place and we weren't expecting to see them, we don't freak out. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We can, we can be wise and not continue to put ourselves in destructive situations. I think that's good. And there's also definitely a time to talk to people. If it's a recurring person in our life, we can talk to them and say, hey, you know, this is going on and we need to talk about this and figure out how to do this because this, this isn't working. You know, So it's good to have those kind of conversations or we take a different route to work or whatever the situation is for sure. But we still absolutely have to forgive from our hearts and open ourselves up. And be vulnerable. Yeah. I was going to say that, like Steve was
1: saying. I mean, for you, if you couldn't forgive somebody,
2: for you lose mind as a Christian. Okay. Yeah. Acknowledging, hey, I'm a sinner. He's a sinner. You know, we're all forgiven, but that party, okay? The drunk driver
1: ran over, unrepent, ran over your kid or whatever. Okay, yeah. still going to be judged. Okay, whatever. Yeah. The unrepentance, as is the case with this this person
0: who didn't forgive. Okay, there was condemnation. There was judgment there. Yes. Absolutely. And if someone commits a crime, we still testify against them in court. And Just of because we haven't forgiven for, for Yeah, absolutely. You, you, can still forgive you can forgive that. Person. Yes. But that Yes. Right. will be, will be um, God's in the end. Mhm. But once you've forgiven them, you won't no, you will no longer crave that or hope for that. In fact, you'll pray and intercede that God would have mercy on them. Yes. The emotional aspect of forgiveness happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. It happens by God the Father pouring his love into our heart, and that love and compassion then works on us and comes out of us and helps us to forgive. There are there are things in life that are so bad that I don't think it's humanly possible to forgive. But it is absolutely supernaturally possible to forgive. God will help us do that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. just you know you know how film clubs <laughs> like this so much,
1: but I highly
2: recommend you see that process of emotional forgiveness in that in the film that just came out. I can only imagine. Martin Miller, how he he was in his own prison that affected his whole life in his own music until he forgave his father.
0: Yep. But even if he hadn't, it's still your job to forgive. But you ask God to give it. And you have to seek it, and you can't not, or your life is tortured and you're not forgiven anymore. really takes time. can't like I've with my biological dad. I still haven't forgiven him and yep. it's taking time and I'm getting there because I can only imagine Yeah. It does. Yes. Absolutely. Let's this is a terrible place to pause, but we're going to pause and say hi. Hi, Paul. <laughs> that. Hello and finish. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey hey.
1: Okay. Anything you want to say? Well, we just finished the evening, uh, service, and then we had an hour and a half. It does help. Now, now we're home. <laughs> in uh, Tampa. We,
2: we prayed for so you.
1: Thank you for all your prayers. It's been going really well. Yeah, I'm very thankful.
2: Okay. I talked.
1: I talked this afternoon about how how uh, how not to be a victim, and uh, people people uh, raised their hands and said, "Hey, I struggle with this. I know I'm a victim." And so we prayed with them, and then we had about an hour and a half of prayer after the after the service. So, people are hungry for more.
0: We'll keep praying. Bye. Go ahead. If I could just point on two things for me that's helped a lot.
3: Forgiveness and trust. the same thing. You know, if I'm going to... When we don't let go of forgiveness, we're hanging on to that hand. We are cooking ourselves to all that pain in that other person. We choose to forgive says, okay, God, I put them back in your lap. You get to deal with this because God says vengeance is mine. It doesn't mean they're not going to be dealt with. You're right. We don't want him to We do it for ourselves. Tortured. It is the torture. It's the living torture. So forgiveness has to be something that we see more as God's action. We're giving you permission, Lord, to intervene here and do your mighty work.
1: See, that's good. That's good because I think it's really easy for everybody to say, oh, just forgive. I mean, unless you've really been done wrong, you can kind of forgive mediocre stuff, right? But if you've really been.
0: No, I I think there are some things that it's impossible to forgive in and of ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. What's impossible with man is possible with God. And so the problem is that I run into Christians who, who will say that and they say, therefore, until they move, I won't forgive them. But see, that's the trap. That's the jail. That's the torture that I am now in because I won't move until they move. I have to move first. And that moving, and we're going to get to, at the end, I got these steps for forgiveness. We're moving is asking God to help us to forgive. But we have to ask God to help us. (laughs)
1: Another <laughs> part of it, though, where I can, you can mentally disconnect, and then, and then, or even want to forgive, I guess well, the point I'm getting to is that, to, when you say, if you don't forgive from your heart, it sounds like I have to do something that I know I can't possibly, but it has to, do with and, that, and then yeah. knowing you have to do it for yourself.
0: But you have a good point. You do stay bond. Yep, and that's not true forgiveness. Yeah, it's it's, it's only halfway there. Right, but really letting them go and really forgiving from the heart is true forgiveness, and we need God for that. Especially when it's something tough, we need the power of God to help us do that. But we don't have an out, you know, to say, "Oh, it's too hard" or "It's too tough," because again, the Father's pointing at Jesus and saying, "That was tough too. That was double tough. Torturing you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I mentally said yeah I forgive it. I forgive all that stuff but um,
1: and, and I even got to the point I told him about this earlier, but mm-hmm. I even got
0: Yep. Oh, and that's one of the last steps. That's like the last step. We, like you're praying a to, bless to bless that person. Betrayal is one of the hardest things. Yeah, yeah. Betrayal is one of the hardest things. And, and it absolutely is a process. It takes time. This is not a five-minute prayer thing when it's something tough. And and we need not only the Lord's help, but we need one another as well. We're supposed to bear one another's burdens. And so it's 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 really great. When we have a big forgiveness issue that we need, know we need to work through, it's really good to grab somebody else and be like, can you help me with this? Can you kind of keep me on track? Can you walk with me through this forgiveness process? And on days where you're not doing so well, you can dump on them, and, and they can say like, okay, okay let's dump, let's dump that all on a god now and let's give that to him and they can help you walk through that i i, I got to keep going cuz we're going to be done in 3 minutes real real quick just that and the what you're starting to say right now in in the quick summary
4: of uh, forgiveness is a command so it is a choice we must do like don't let the sun go down in your anger you
0: might yeah. still be angry but you have to choose to aspire for forgiveness for your anger or forgive somebody yep. whether we feel like it or not but it's yes you Sometimes, yes. Sometimes utter- and each one makes you cry and stinks. And and of are deep and this is one of the so worst. Yep.
4: not betraying us until we find that stronghold which comes through many levels of prayer intercession or talking
0: yep. or storytelling or whatever, working through things, we need very sober because to get to those depths is really what it's it all about. Absolutely, and especially for the tough stuff. Is it something you
1: can
0: do in two parts? Yep. because it's great stuff. Yeah. I hope, so to to I hope it gets to forgiveness. I hope it gets to forgiveness. Well, I'm not saying
4: everyone's saying it's about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It starts out with accusation, and that's not bad. Uh, you, you know, people coming out and saying, this person did this terrible thing. There's, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But working to the point of getting to forgiveness, hopefully. Um, I think we should continue this next week. And um, I'm going to read through these steps of forgiveness, and we're going to go through them more thoroughly, I think, next week. Um, because... You know, somebody cutting you off on the freeway, that's easy to forgive. It shouldn't hopefully take that long. I went through a period where that was actually a problem for me, but maybe I'll share that next week. Um, a friend talks about you behind your back, that's tougher. You know, but then there, there are things that are double, t- double tough. There are, there are true violations, abuses, betrayals, really tough things. Those are hard to forgive. Very, very hard. We can only do it with God's help. Um, These are the steps I have, and we'll get them maybe on the board, or maybe I'll have a printout next week. Step one, humble yourself before God. Step one, in any interaction, is always humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. Repent for the sin of unforgiveness. As the great Paul Anderson says, we're not responsible for what people do to us, but we are responsible for our responses. And so none of this is saying that what they did was okay. Not in any way are we saying what they did was okay. God knows it wasn't okay. He grieved with you when it happens, and he still does. But in the meantime, you are being tortured. You are in jail. It is ruining your life. It is keeping you from receiving forgiveness. It's keeping you from receiving blessing. It's keeping you from receiving everything. And God cares about you too much to let you stay in that kind of state. He wants to drag you out of that prison. And so we repent of the sin of unforgiveness. Tell God you want to forgive this person and ask him to help you. You may have to tell God to help you want to forgive this person. (laughs) It might start there. It might start saying, God, I know I have to forgive them, and I really can't, and I don't want to. So if you could help me there, if you could help me to start to want to. We can work through these processes, even when our emotions, like you were saying, even when our emotions aren't there yet, we can work through them, and it's like layers. Forgiveness isn't like a, oh, I forgive, we're done. It's not a mental exercise. It's a layer. And then, okay, now it's a deeper layer. And we can go through all these steps and then do it again. Okay? And and the harder, the worse it is, the harder it is. Um, But the more we rely on God, the better it works, the faster it works. Um, So we ask God to help us. Number three, we give this person completely over to God so that they no longer owe us for what they did. We no longer hold them accountable for this debt. This guy was mad. He choked the servant. Okay. Sometimes that's what we want to do to the other guy, or to the person, or the institution, or whatever it was that wronged us. We'd love to just choke them, or ask God to choke them. Um, but no, we we let them go. We let them out of their debt. And I'm not saying we don't talk to the police if someone smashed our car. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this forgiveness is you between you and God. It's a personal thing between you and God. Okay. Um, Number four, give up any desire for revenge or comeuppance, including that God will smite them. And that's a tough one. And we might start out on the process by saying, okay, Lord, I give them over to you. You can deal with them. Maybe that is part of our onion process. But eventually we have to get to the point where we're no longer even wanting God to smite them. Like you were saying, where God's like, all right, now it's time to graduate to actually praying for the person. Um, So we have to give up any desire for revenge. We give up our emotional hurt to the Lord. We no longer need them to understand how much they hurt us. Okay? We no longer need them to say, I forgive you. We no longer need them to recognize you, to understand. That's that's a huge desire for people. I just want them to understand what they did to me. We have to give that up to the Lord. And that healing that we think is going to come from them understanding us isn't. It's only going to come from the Lord. Because he understands. He was betrayed. He was wronged. He understands that. And as we give that crap to him, he can heal our heart from those things. So we give the emotional hurt to the Lord. We let go of the pain. We give it to our loving father. We receive God's forgiveness for ourselves. And we receive his healing from the pain that it's caused. And again, that, that happens often in stages and in waves, and it can take time. And sometimes it's, uh, I use the onion example constantly. I think it's perfect, because each time you peel away, you cry, and each time it stinks. But eventually the onion's gone. There's only so many layers, right? Eventually it's gone. It seems like it'll never end. It seems like it'll never go away. When it's a big thing, it seems like I will never get forgiven. I will never feel healed. I will never get over this. I'll never be able to see this person and not have that er in my heart, but you will. You will eventually be able to forgive the person entirely, and then you get to the point where you can pray that God would bless the person. Exactly what you said, and actually mean that, which sounds impossible at the beginning, <laughs> Steve. You
1: don't know have to answer now. Maybe next. What, so, what if
0: somebody's dead? Yeah, uh, that's. That's a, that's a tough one, and, and it's the exact same process. I had to forgive my grandfather, and it was after he died. And I had forgiven him for some things during his life, but then after he died, the Lord brought up some things, and I was like, oh, I, I forgave all that. I forgave all that. And God's like, nah, yeah, you started. You started too. And I started writing things down, and I came up with a whole big list of IOUs, things that he did, said, things that he didn't do, didn't say expectations i had he was going to take me hunting i mean all these things some of them were his fault some of them weren't he got alzheimer's or whatever i mean that's not his fault but it was still an expectation i had and i still need to let him go i still need to forgive him for that and so god helped me work through all that in that case i knew i was never going to get anything from him i knew i wasn't going to get a response or a right relationship or anything like that but i still had to go through all the process because he was dead and i'm still in prison you know i'm still being tortured Um, by what had happened. And so I still need to let it go. And, yeah. (laughs) I think his brother Andrew was pissing him off. That's what I think. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, it could have been one of the others, but I think it's... Okay, I I think he was being super religious and he went to Jesus and said, I I have forgiven my brother seven times for this thing he's done. Now, it could have been not, it it might have actually been something more serious. It could have been the fact that the Pharisees hate them or, or, you know, don't want them to eat and they're plotting to kill Jesus. It could have been something really bad, too. I don't know. Um, but Peter thought I think that he was picking a big number by saying do I have to forgive him up to seven times like that makes me pretty awesome seven times and Jesus says "No, no no how about 70 times that which is of course metaphorical for like all the always you never not forgive it's never okay to not forgive we always have to forgive and if we don't we're not forgiven he doesn't God doesn't let us off the hook for this unless we let the other person off the hook
4: Mm-hmm. To a place of forgiving the Lord. When we forgive one another, we're releasing them and freeing ourselves and releasing judgment and all that upon ourselves. But and when the child is sexually abused or you betrayed in a deep way, where's the Lord? The
0: right, we blame God, God for answers. that. Yep. Or too, for what happened to us, Him being sovereign and us being right. That. Um, and it's not it's not forgiveness. Yep. Definitely. And it's not forgiveness. We don't have to forgive God because God doesn't do anything wrong. But it's, the process looks pretty much the same. Yeah. We, we let, we need, sometimes, sometimes our expectation of God is not met. Right? And in such a circumstance... Right. So we don't need to forgive him in the same sense that I'm talking about. But the steps are the same Because we let God off the hook for what we think he should have done. And we let go the anger for what we think he should have done and didn't do. Yeah, forgiving God for many is their deepest issue. And sometimes forgiving ourselves can can be the deep issue. Sometimes it's forgiving the other person. It really depends. But it's all together. Because when we are in unforgiveness, our fellowship with God is wrecked. Because we're unforgiven now. And so that wrecks the fellowship, and we need to get that back. And that's obviously ultimately what God's after. He's after our freedom, for sure. But he's also after the restoration of that relationship, because that's always what he's after. And Satan's always after our broken relationship with God. And it started in the garden. Yes. If God isn't good. You need to be mad at him. Yep. He let you down. Yeah. Forgiveness is Satan's most hated thing. Satan hates forgiveness more than anything, more than reading the Bible, more than praying in tongues, more than going to church, more than witnessing to people in the store. The devil hates forgiveness because he can never know it. And he is full of unforgiveness himself. And he wants everybody else in that same prison and in that same torture that he's in. And he wants us to join him in that horrible place. And he hates forgiveness because it sets us free from almost everything he does most demonic problems like when it comes to christians like 75 percent of our problems spiritually come from unforgiveness it's just a huge thing and i'm going to stop now because we're over and we're going to talk about it next week um think about it pray about it over the week this this is some hard stuff i know this is again not not like happy fun sermon time but i really care about your freedom and and want to see you walk in that Um, And so sometimes we got to talk about the tougher stuff. And again, when I say we have to forgive no matter what and really forgive from the heart, even if it's hard, I'm not discounting the pain of that. And neither is God. Even though God demands that we do forgive, he's not discounting the pain that you're in. He was there when it happened. He's there with you now as you're suffering. He doesn't want you to suffer. He doesn't want you to be tortured. So no, we're not discounting the pain we're not discounting the time it takes we're not discounting the difficulty um so i I don't want this to sound uncaring okay god definitely cares about all those things but because he cares about all those things he knows that you have to forgive because that is the only way out it is the only exit in this prison
4: Mm-hmm. We can be poured out like oil to forgive others. That's actually truly, what the Lord. Does. He took on all our unforgiveness. And so because he did, we have to take on the sins of others and be crushed into whatever has to come out of
0: us. and The Bible says that we take part in Christ's suffering, and part of Christ's suffering was being betrayed, and it was being hurt, even by those close to him. His brothers didn't believe in him. I mean, how, how would that hurt? He had at least, five young, at least six younger siblings, and as far as we know, none of them believed until after he rose. Ooh, that's betrayal. That's tough, right? His own dad died, leaving him in charge of the family. Wait a minute, I'm the son of God. I got a job here. Now I got to go out and work to support my mom and all these six kids? Yeah, and I, and I got to be dad now and provide for the family and work till I'm 30 years old? I got a job to do. And I'm saddled with all this? That's not how Jesus responded. But we could understand if that is how he felt, right? So he had a lot of stuff in his life, too, before the crucifixion (laughs) that was difficult. So he absolutely understands. He sympathizes with us. Hebrews says that we have a high priest who sympathizes with us in our need. And we need his help to forgive. We need his help. And sometimes we need to start by saying, help me even want to forgive Did, can, can we can we pray yeah let's pray and then we'll talk and, and maybe bring it up next week yeah because I don't want to keep people longer Father God we know that this is an issue that's important to you it's really close to your heart never in scripture do you talk this way to us this, this frankly scary way about jailers and torture and so will my father do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is scary stuff. It's not fun stuff. We don't want to do it, and it's hard. And so we need your help. We we can't do this on our own. Getting cut off in traffic, sure. Getting betrayed by your best friend, no way. Father God, we need your help to be able to forgive. So Spirit, help us To open ourselves up to become vulnerable, woundable to you, whom we can trust. To open up our heart and to receive more of your love. I just pray for more of your love in the heart of every person here right now, Father God. Fill us with your love, that that love can change us and move us to start to ask you to at least want to forgive to start the steps. We have to choose to go down this path, but we need your help. Lord, sometimes we might need you to take our hand and kind of drag us along this path because it's so hard to walk. And and I'm going to trust that you're going to do that for some of us here. But we have to choose to at least ask you to do that. And so, Lord, help us to humble ourselves and help us to choose to walk towards forgiveness. I pray that over the course of this next week, That you would be speaking to us, Holy Spirit, searching our hearts, speaking to us about the people that you want us to forgive, people that you want us to deal with. Maybe they're things that we thought we had dealt with that we weren't finished with. Or maybe they're old things or things we had forgotten about. Or maybe they're things that we shut out, repressed, put behind a wall. Show us the areas, the people, the circumstances, the institutions, the events, the things that we need to forgive, including the times where we need to let ourselves go, let ourselves off the hook and forgive ourselves, including the times we need to let you off the hook, even though we know you, didn't, you don't do wrong, our expectations are sometimes not met and we feel wronged. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bring all these things to our hearts and that we could come um, closer and closer to you, ready to unburden them. And I pray for an extra measure of your protection this week on everybody here. Lord Jesus, I pray that hedge of protection around everyone here in Jesus' name, that you would keep us from lies of the enemy. There are so many lies related to this stuff. We have every right to feel this way. We don't have to forgive. I can't forgive for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. There are so many lies. Protect us from these lies and walk us more and more into your truth. Holy Spirit, Jesus promised us that you would lead us into all truth. And this week, we ask you to lead us into the truth of freedom in the spirit through forgiveness. So that we can experience this and learn this for ourselves. So that we can help other people. There are people in our family who desperately need this. People at work, people at school, people we know, our neighbors, the guy next door who's just a bitter old man. Lord God, there are people that we need to help, and it sure is easier to help when you're already healed. So, Lord, help us to walk into that healing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we'll we'll keep talking about this next week. I know this is a big topic. Um, it can be a very upsetting topic, and, and I am more than happy to talk to anybody um, about this. And... I was serious when I said sometimes it's important to find another person, and that can be me or somebody else in the church here or a friend or whatever. But when it comes to bearing one another's burdens, we think of sins, I think. But I, I think of this. When I think of bearing one another's burdens, I think of areas where we need to forgive. That's, those are the real burdens. And I think that we as the body of Christ are meant to help each other to walk through those issues uh, together. So you're released to go enjoy your beautiful spring day. And everybody's invited to the small group. It'll start in a few minutes upstairs.